Hello and welcome to Not Your Forever Job, the show that's all about crafting a career that you love. I'm Hayley Loren, an engineer, career coach and presenter. And today on the show is a little bit different because we're celebrating International Women's Day. Well, I'm recording this on International Women's Day and this will be coming out to you probably like a day or two after. So Today I'm chatting about confidence and how to feel confident in your career path and the reason why this is special is because I've got two guests with me who took part in my Fearless Careers Coaching Programme and they are two incredibly inspiring women and I am so, so excited for you to hear this. So with that being said, let's jump into the episode. Oh Flo, you look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> bit of shoulder, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd go a bit cheeky if that's yeah. all right. Flo, should we just start with you? Do you want to just give like a little intro to yourself? Yeah, um, so I'm Florian Fidinho and I'm uh, a manufacturing engineer by background, actually working in the policy space at the moment. Um, and I love all things STEM technology, like data, nerdy stuff, um, but also female empowerment and opening spaces up for minority groups. Oh, well, that's everything that we want, isn't it? Especially on <laughs> International Women's Day. Yeah, I should yes. say, yes. Woohoo. Woohoo. We should celebrate Favorite ourselves. Favourite day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have lots of other favourite days, but this is also the best day too. <laughs> yeah, what, about, what about you, Verity? Quick intro. So um, I'm also an engineer working in power generation. I've uh, been in the power business now for 14 years. Yeah, so it started off in a very technical role, doing thermodynamic modeling of power plant cycles, and then like nice. um, broadened out a bit, did, a, did some time in Germany in the headquarters of the power generation business and the company. And then um, I moved back to the UK and got a role in a power plant where I still am now. I've had a couple of different roles there. And yeah, now I'm kind of looking for a new challenge, which is obviously like why I got in touch with you, Hayley, because uh, now uh, Fearless Careers alumni. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, looking uh, looking towards that next step. Oh, uh, but also, I'm um, really passionate about um, like things like diversity and inclusion, particularly sort of gender equality. So I have um, similar to you, Flo, have a have a real interest in that. And yeah, wanting to get into the sort of more sustainable energy area of like mm. using my engineering problem solving in that area. That's kind of where I, where I want to get into, like helping solving like big problems in the world. Mm. I feel like isn't this the reason why we become engineers, right? It's to solve the problem. It's to help people and solve big problems. But then you can end up going into a office or a particular job, and then you feel like I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> what am I doing? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, also, definitely. it's funny you say that. When I was at school, I remember, do you remember the, U, was it the UCAS form? You fill in and it said like, and I remember writing something like wanting to like make the world better or something like that. And I remember like one of my teachers being like, oh, that's a bit presumptuous. Like, um, you know, I think you need to tone that down a bit. <laughs> but I, I often think back on that. I think, God, that's awful. Like imagine like, you know, this young student, like, really wanting to make a difference and, and, like, just being told, well, you need to tone yourself down, girl. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
it's yeah it's awful i think what's even worse is that like probably every one of us has a story like that mm. um i remember like quite early on doing a lot of like policy and public speaking stuff and then this trend of people coming up to me and being like you spoke really well like that was that was a great great talk like really well done you know lovely to see you here and it's just kind of like did you expect me to turn up and speak like I know I'm from East London but I'm not going to come in with my cockney slang and <laughs> sort of you know all roadman from ends speaking to a group of people like I, I found that quite not as uh, flattering as they probably thought it was um and it's just people just speak I think speaking without realizing kind of their un- unconscious biases mm. um but yeah I'm really sorry that they said that to you and hopefully I feel like you've proved them wrong as well <laughs> like, yeah, oh well, yeah she well, has still, still working <laughs> on it <laughs> they told you to turn it down you turned it up like, yeah <laughs> That is amazing. Uh, I feel like that's retweetable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if they tell you to turn it down, turn it up. With the finger point, that's necessary. Okay, so let's shift over to like confidence. And Mm. I guess it kind of lends into itself, really. What, Flay, how, how, what, I don't know what the question is here because you can't say what is the relationship that you have with confidence? Because for me, it's always been this weird relationship where sometimes I am confident, other times I'm not. It depends on the situation where I could have lots of confidence or it's something that grows and it can be something that you have and then it's completely taken away from you. Don't know if you've Mm. ever been in situations where you've just been disarmed, but you feel like you had confidence going in, but then suddenly, pow, all of it's gone and you're just standing there feeling like vulnerable as hell. Um, but yeah, what, what, what is it like for you? And have you, I mean, you are quite a confident person or come across as one. Have you always been confident? Um, I think I've always been bossy. Like <laughs> all my old school reports say that, um, I kind of compartmentalize confidence in a way. And I don't, I wouldn't recommend this probably It's kind of, um, confidence in who I am career wise and like my knowledge and who I am as a professional, I think has taken time to develop but I feel quite solid in that in the way that like I know what I'm doing and I'm doing a job and I think I'm doing it quite well but then there's always those sort of niggling feelings of I don't deserve to be here or I'm not as qualified as everyone else um, or like how can that person be working for me like I barely have any qualifications type of thing um, and I think like as a woman there's so many things that feed into being confident and so like um body confidence is something I've struggled with my whole life like ever since I can remember and that's something I'm still having to kind of build up because it's not something that I naturally have and sometimes that can be at odds because you'll be kind of doing this amazing talk thinking you're really kicking it and then see a reflection of yourself and think oh crap I don't look great and then that kind of knocks it all down so it was although they're kind of separate things that you can kind of assess they all kind of interlink um and I do think it's kind of that challenge to to meet your own standards I think that's what's helped me a lot is forgetting about what standards are for beauty and what society thinks like someone like me should be doing and actually just focusing on what I care about and where I want myself to be has helped me to build confidence because then you care less about what other people say and what other people think um 
and yeah, it's landed me in trouble before, but I think just kind of being the only person who cares about myself and what I do has helped me to kind of, you know, people are always going to say stuff that aren't great and try to knock you down. And it's kind of like, well, if you don't yeah. care about their opinion it has less of an effect, but it's, it's easier said than done. I don't know. Is that, I don't that's, know, Verity, is that like, how you feel? It's so powerful that because what you're essentially saying is you're not, you don't compare yourself or you do sometimes, but you try not to compare yourself to other people and what other people think of you. Because the thing that drags people down a lot of the time is comparison. And, you know, when you're scrolling, scrolling on Instagram and you get the FOMO and everything like that, but you're essentially able to split what you want from society and what everybody else kind of thinks, which is like, how, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah I get I don't know because I think it's also I try and then I fail often mm. and I think that's just kind of the natural like when you scroll through Instagram and like I would say I don't fit into the standard beauty like ideals at all like um bit plus size a bit taller than most women like have quite broad shoulders and I've always kind of been a bit like oh I don't know do people find me attractive and it's been more about what's important to me um mm. and like at the end of the day so long as I'm healthy and my body can help me to achieve what I want in life like that's more important than what I don't know okay mag thinks about the ideal <laughs> woman um and as much as I might love to look like Beyonce like that's just not what my purpose in on the world is you know um yeah. so it's kind of also also accepting that the people who look perfect have teams of people to make them look perfect every single day and if you're just doing it like my makeup routine in the morning is 15 minutes flat like that's how long I have to put stuff together mm -hmm. it's, it's just it's really ridiculous to kind of keep holding yourself to those standards and I know it's easier said than done but um mm -hmm. that's definitely like a, just facing the realities of why are you comparing yourself to people um, whose lifestyles are nothing, mm -hmm. um, not nothing. You aren't comparable to the to it, your it's day, their day job. Day. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. What they get paid to do. They get paid to work out three, four times a day and starve themselves, or I don't know, Beyonce and J Lo and everyone like that. They just dance constantly, and mm. you know, you're choosing to fight and help save the planet and do big things <laughs> yeah and you don't have to be on the front of a magazine to do that either it's also that's the other thing it's like i'm just never going to be subjected to that type of scrutiny so i don't see why i should do that to myself but again like it's so easy to say that but putting it into practice has been has been very hard so what, what about you in terms of confidence and I'm still going to say your relationship with confidence or how you kind of approach confidence yeah it was interesting like I was listening to what Flo said um because I think image really does come into it for a woman like I think you just grow up I just remember like growing up just feeling like it mattered so much how I looked and like it was like I had really bad skin as a teenager and like I was like obsessed with my skin. It was oily. And like, I think that does play quite. And I think for me, like part of gaining confidence has been letting go 
of that image obsession like fortunately now like I really couldn't care less I had I, I had this brilliant moment the other day in the park where um I was sat on a on the on a on a wall. I was doing like an outdoor. Um, this was a while ago. It was when it was allowed. You could meet someone outdoors, and we were sat on a wall, eating lunch. And um, oh yeah, I was eating this um, donut from Greg's. It was like had lovely um, pink icing, and it was just gorgeous. And this this guy was staring at me, and I was just like chomping away at my donut. And I just turned to my friend. And I was like. Isn't it wonderful to reach like a time in your life when you can be sure that that man is staring? At, I can be sure that man is staring at my donut and not at me right now. <laughs> and like how liberating that is, you know? Um, because you know, I think um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure as, as a woman on how you look. And yeah, fortunately, I'm not quite sure how it happened or where along the line, but um, yeah, like you said, I've just like let go of that and. Um, yeah, just you've got to just focus on, um, yeah, like what's important to you and your goals. Like, and never mind. I mean, okay, yeah, it might sometimes um, boost your confidence a little bit to to look um, to look nice. But it's I've always thought it's a bit of a trap, you know, like because if you spend all this time like putting on makeup and looking good, that's time you're not spending on making the world better place you know or like um yeah doing like like potentially more meaningful stuff so yeah um it's kind of a, yeah, a, a balance though isn't it with like yeah the, the look stuff because I know that for me if I'm going on stage I, I need the makeup and I need the hair if I'm going to be mm. on tv I, I need that otherwise it it because it's also about perception and how other people perceive you as well. Yeah. And there are some instances where it really doesn't matter what you look like, but there are some cases where it does matter because you still need to, people like putting you in a box. And if somebody turns up and they look scruffy with a hair all over the place, then people are going to judge them and they're not going to listen to them. But then it's yeah. also the balance of a woman of, okay, well, you don't want to look, too like done up especially as a, a woman in STEM and engineering and I tell you what since uh doing the BBC show I have had so 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 many messages from absolute um like some random people mainly men mainly men saying something about how I look I've had a couple asking me genuine engineering uh, engineering questions but it's always about what you look like. So it's it, it's difficult when you work in something as well that is visual <laughs> to get that, yeah. that balance. Um, mm. But yeah, and I definitely find that if I put on like a, a, I've got a really cool jacket that I love wearing. If I put that on, it would like boost. It just makes me feel good because it's mm. bright and it's jazzy and it's cool. And it gives me, if it makes me feel like I've got more of like a bit of an edge or something, which I think is really powerful as well. So yes. I think yeah. using... Yeah clothes using makeup for yourself as well is important mm. not for yeah the, the men staring at you whilst you're eating a donut I, I completely yeah. get that and I love that yeah. um but yeah what what about in the workplace and other sort of areas for you Verity so yeah again like yeah been on a real journey so I, I um 
Oh, it's taken me a long time to find my voice, I think. I've always been sort of quite confident with the people I know well and working with. And, um, but like, it's particularly for me, I had a bit of a thing when it came to like senior leaders. It was like, especially the ones that I sort of looked up to a bit and might probably wanted to impress more. Like I would just clam up and just like couldn't speak to them, just like be really like awful. Um, and I had this thing of like, I don't know if it's, like my skin but I blush quite easily and um like just like if if anyone spoke to me I'd probably like like blush really happy like so yeah um I've always had a bit of that I think as you get older and it does go back to again it's what Flo said it's like when you find something that you really like care about um it helps to it helps you to um sort of like let go of all that other stuff that sort of um like because I, I guess the reason like why I felt like that around senior leaders was just this was like feeling like oh my god what are they gonna think of me are they gonna think I'm like like stupid or that am I gonna say something wrong like I mm. suppose all of that going on and then um yeah I suppose as I've got older um I've maybe sort of just learned to let go of some of that stuff a bit more and be a bit more like focused on where I'm going which I think yeah if you're focused on where you're going and what you want and what you it's easier to sort of um block out some of that other stuff I think you, you mentioned about getting older you care less but also when yeah when you care about something enough the all the rubbish around it it kind of melts away and it doesn't matter so so much as well because you realize well you know, is it worth worrying about that? Because that's this really important thing. And that's right. why understanding, and, and this is a difficult thing because a lot of the time when people are struggling in their careers or kind of on a challenging path or something, it's, it's because they've kind of lost touch with what is important to them or it's hard to know because there's so many things that maybe they're interested in. And sometimes mm. there's this belief that you're meant to have the one thing that you want to do or just not knowing kind of being stuck on the the treadmill or or people saying well you should be doing this you should um you know get chartered you should go down that route so you start to believe it but then you're essentially living somebody else's story and that that life rather than your own and then there's this disconnection and then you're inside your voice is saying one thing but then everything else is saying the other but when you as you've just said when you believe in something when you're doing something with, with purpose it kind of meshes together and then for the first time you feel this inner strength which is kind of intangible this feeling of like yeah it's you've you're on this path and everything's more in sync and yeah, that's that's why I feel like yeah, what you just said is so so powerful. But how do you get to that place? Because it's all well and good, but like it's all great hearing it, isn't it? But how how do you get to that place? Yeah, I think it's acknowledging and accepting that it's not a final end state. And it's mm. a kind of a continuous thing. It's the same with like um, health and well being. Like you don't just suddenly become healthy and then that's it it's kind of a continuous process and accepting that um it's not going to happen instantaneously and actually and also it's it's about getting rid of what your preconceptions or misconceptions that you have about finding you know the passion of your life because I think everyone thinks it's kind of 
Vincent van Gogh style and you get super into it and like that's all you think about and then you do crazy things because like you're so passionate about it but actually it's about balancing that with the rest of with the other facets in your life and I found that for me it's about um looking at what what do I want like that the questions that you've asked in 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 our coaching Kaylee about like what will my ideal day look like or what would the ideal day look like in 10 years time for me and what is really really important when I'm lying on my deathbed and you know looking all fabulous before my funeral like what am I going to regret and what am I going to really appreciate and I think that's helped me to kind of pick out the things that actually do matter and I think looking attractive in the eyes of like the media is just not one of the things that come on that list and then it's about okay if that's what I care about how can I now work backwards to get to that point um and then keeping it in mind has really helped and I think there's loads of tools like the mantras and the meditation and just having that diary um I think has helped and also the first step is kind of just acknowledging that first of all I think a lot of people don't actually realize that they're not working towards you know what they love most in life um and that in itself is like the first roadblock I guess I don't know if that made any sense yeah but knowing that the phrase there that you said not working towards what you most love in life there's this thought sometimes that I know that I felt this, that I had to know exactly what that love is, but you don't. You don't need to know the specifics of what you love. You just need to know it on a on what you believe in. It's it's more like um a, a broader thing of okay, it, it, you might not know that you want to work for a specific company or in a specific role, but you know that you believe in helping the environment and sustainability that's a belief that should guide you. And if you're not being guided by those beliefs, that's when things kind of feel off and then you can slowly kind of whittle it down. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think, Verity? Yeah, um, well, obviously you can go on your uh, <laughs> careers. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't a question where I was opening up and being like, plug me. It was a genuine. Yeah, like, second <laughs> I think, and I think this is what, you know, I said to you after, after we did the programme, but I think the process and all the questions are really important and valuable and helping you find, you know, your the, like a good path for you. But for me, I think the most powerful thing was the mindset stuff. I find like having um, the mindset tools like meditations and doing yoga and like that really helps you to to become aware of all the stuff that all the stuff that does potentially erode at your confidence. All those little internal voices going, oh, but you know, um, they this happened, and you know. Um, like, what if you're not good enough for that? And da, 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 and you know, what if it, like, you know, becoming aware of all those things helps you to um, let go of all the crap that's like getting in the way. Yeah. And um, yeah, become like more aware of like what you truly, I suppose what you truly want. And, um, and that gives a confidence in itself, that sort of calmness that you get through meditation and like really being aware of, all the little voices and um, not necessarily giving in to them. And yeah, just that, yeah, I think that piece that comes with that, yeah, really helps with that confidence, I think. I, I think I would have used to say, if you'd have asked me like, what's the key to like being confident? I would have used to say, 
oh preparation 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 like um you need to like prepare and know what you're doing and, and that is all really important like but i think the the sort of the the mindset thing and like being um like the master of your mind and all of that i think just adds a whole another level to that confidence mm. um, that's so because powerful. then you can just be you can just be yourself and trust in that rather than maybe trying to be something else i just want to repeat the phrase that you said of being aware of what is eroding at your confidence is what you said or something mm. like that or so it doesn't erode away your confidence i think that is so, that little nugget is so important because you're right because we you might feel like you have a happy day and it's like, oh yeah, I'm riding high. I'm doing all of this stuff. But when you're in that place as well, there's still these things, there's still these thoughts that happen. You don't even realize that over time, it's just slowly eroding away your confidence, which is why being aware of it every single day, it takes work, like confidence takes work. Um, It's not something that's just, I don't believe anyway that it's something that's just, magically that obviously some people are naturally born with some than others but I, I still believe people work at it and it's a daily daily practice absolutely no I, I think it's just also what Verity was saying about the mindset because uh, it's so easy to think like if I just overcome these insecurities that I have like if it's body weight and you're just kind of like if I get skinny I'll be happier um, and I think if you keep chasing the things that are not quite what you want they're just there because of insecurities because you're comparing yourself to other things or you're not really focusing on what's important to you Mm. that you could do all that work and get to what you think is that ideal state and still not feel confident and then it's like how have I put all this work into this goal and I still feel the same way um and sometimes it's not about you know hitting that ideal state that you have in your mind and it's more about okay what can I do today to make myself feel good because that's what makes me happy um I just think we don't do that enough in general. Like we're not taught to do that as kids um, and setting boundaries because the people around you can have such an effect on your confidence. Um, And it's all about having the right people around you who can pull you up when you're feeling down and also, you know, give you that slap up the head when you're just chatting nonsense and, you know, beating yourself down. Um, Yeah. I think that's really that, sage words <laughs> yeah i'm glad you mentioned that actually i think like the people um that you surround that surround you is is is, is really massive with confidence so how does that translate into work then because obviously you're in an office this is why who you work with and the boss that you have can be so fundamental to how you feel about yourself is essentially what we're saying because mm-hmm. if you're not supported yeah. If you don't work with people who you feel connected to, that can, it might not be necessarily the job itself and what you're doing in the job. It might just be who you're working with and the culture and the environment that you're in. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's that saying, isn't there, that people don't leave um, like a, a, a job, they leave the boss. Mm. Um, and I, uh, my company actually did a, um, panel interview thing for International Women's Day and the one bit of advice like one of the senior women on there gave was exactly that was like make sure 
you have a boss that's um, like is like looking out for you, basically someone who trusts in you and and you know wants to develop you. Yeah, but that that person doesn't have to be your boss because you're not really you don't really have a choice and who your boss is sometimes. But it's it's yeah. finding a mentor or somebody in the company, and I've I've had that several times where maybe my boss isn't the best. In fact, I've had many bosses that aren't the best, but there have always been in companies that I've worked for mentors and even project managers and other projects who kind of have taken me under their wing or who make me feel good. So it doesn't matter about, you know, this, the issue, the other bits, because you still have somebody to talk to. But if you don't have anybody in the company and if everybody is the same, that's what that's, I can't even imagine how that must feel like actually. Um, yeah. So do you both have people, um, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about your jobs now because obviously <laughs> that's kind of awkward putting things out there, but do you feel supported in the environments that you're in? In my um, earlier career I'd always had that like in my first job and funnily enough it's always been um for international women's day it's always I've always, it's always been like women I've had good bosses who were who, um, sadly have always been men but like um I've had really good bosses but also my first job that I had there was like a really cool little network of other female engineers that we would like hang out and I lived with like a couple of them which was just even really, really great And then when I moved out to Germany, again, I had this like international group of like women that we all supported each other and like, and that was amazing. And, and, and I mean, something that I can't yet understand, but I hope to understand (laughs) is the impact that it can have having children as well and Mm. being a mother in the workplace and that sort of balance and what that can mean for your confidence uh, and how companies treat women <laughs> when they have children and all things like that can be can be really mm. really challenging yeah it's, it's interesting like in some ways um I think like having kids gives you a whole new confidence because you know it's a whole new thing that you've like when you you know you have a baby and you're complete you have no clue what you're doing and then you have to learn and you have to like go out and um, go to groups and get support um and like call on like build a network of other mums you know for support because it's like a completely new thing but like that in itself gives you a whole new confidence because like oh wow look I did this and I learned all that and you you know you can I felt in the beginning you know at some point when I was back in the workplace I felt like wow you know I'm, I'm coming now with all this new confidence like I can take on anything like I had a baby, I had a baby and I learned how to like it's like I learned how to like keep it alive <laughs> and now he's thriving. Like I can do anything. Um, so you, there is an element that you come with that confidence, but then there's also this element of, well, like the much like harder element of like how you're perceived because now you're a mother and, um, oh yeah, it was all, I had all this like assumptions. I wouldn't want to do this role and that, and like, it was just awful. And yeah. And like that side is the really bad side. <laughs> So there's a risk that, you know, you can lose all of that great confidence that you come with as a new parent, you know, because you've just learned like this amazing new like skill Mm. of being a parent. It can that can just be sort of, um, yeah, counteracted by, I suppose, people pushing you to one side, I suppose, like almost like writing you off, Mm. uh, which is a bit how I felt what happened to me. But um, yeah. yeah. 
I love hearing the other side of it as well with how it brings out mm. a sense of confidence because that's not something that uh, yeah. you, you kind of hear about that much actually um so that's really cool so- i think it's because i think it comes down to being an engineer again a problem solver like i i tackled every new challenge like with like joe my son is like oh this is a new problem i have to find out the solution oh i read this book and i'll ask that person <laughs> i'll go to this group and like I loved it, you know, because it was just like this constant like stream of little problems I had to solve. Like, oh, how do I get him to nap? I don't know, mate, but yeah, wow, that was what, my experience. What an incredible I, I mindset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what about you then, Flo, in terms of feeling supported? Yeah, I think I have learned to ask for support because I think asking for help is not something that comes naturally to me. But by doing that, it means that I have people in place and the information in place to help me because I found like this job to be a challenge in the sense that I almost feel out of place in terms of experience, age, etc. And it almost feels like I've um, kind of been plucked out of someone just kind of dropped into this role, kind of like, yeah, you know, and like someone like me would should have never ended up in this role is that feeling that I've had to overcome um but having the support and having the people around me who know what I'm like and me being very honest about like this is how I do things this these are the gaps in my knowledge how can I work on that Mm. has really helped um I think there have been previous jobs where like I haven't been supported and I've been like in charge of I don't know, 80 kids who are running amok and not having the right amount of staff in place. And those are the situations that force me to learn how to ask for help and build that support network because the only person who knows what you need is is you, right? And mm-hmm. I think um, having that sort of awareness and building that awareness over the past couple of years has helped with that. Um, and also just like, we've, we've talked about this a lot, like just being vulnerable enough and being comfortable enough to just kind of ask for help and say, I can't do this thing or I really need help. Because, yeah, sometimes we like to have a bit of a, a front or bravado kind of, yeah, I can definitely do this. I don't need anyone's help, especially, I think, being like a young woman in an engineering firm. Like, I don't want to be the ditzy person who's asking for this question. That's really stupid. And actually putting that aside and saying, in order for me to do my job, I need to know the information. I need to know the facts. And, like, I'm just not going to know everything. Um so yeah, that has helped big time. I, I really like that. And that's really powerful. And what you said about yeah, not, the bravado and not wanting to come across in a certain way, that's definitely something that I can resonate with myself and, and almost the need or feeling that you need to prove yourself as well, because we always need to prove ourselves more so than maybe other people who are in the room. So therefore, if you ask for help, then you're not proving yourself is the kind of link that I had for so long. But then I realized actually, well, you, you can only prove yourself if you know enough and you learn enough. And that is by asking for help and being honest. And, yeah. and you can ask for help by the right people as well. You just find who you can trust in a, in a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, I do that a lot now. Like I find myself um, being, whereas before I would have thought like, oh, better not admit to this, but now I'm just like, and, you know, and I'll admit, I don't know the answer to this. And like, um, and I'm not the expert in this. And it's a, it's a bit like the blind needing the blind here. I find myself saying that a lot when like, I just don't know because I think it's so much more 
powerful and confident to admit you don't know and say like we need to get external help or I need to consult someone than to try and like bumble along when you know because you can't know everything you can't like no one's expected to know everything so yeah I'm quite comfortable now with with saying like yeah I, I, I have no idea what what we do now but you know let's think about who we could ask or like who else has done this successfully that we could go like ask for help and that yeah it's that kind of I don't know but I can learn sort of thing which I think yeah I don't know but I'll bloody well find out yeah I'm sure there's a book on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like um somewhere somewhere someone somewhere will have like will know about this and will have done it and will have like been in the same situation faced the same problem Mm -hmm. Being being able to say, um, if they ask you a question and you don't know the answer, and it's like, well, I don't know, yeah, let me go away and I'll find out without feeling like you're a failure, yeah. I think. It's quite yeah. an important one. Because being like, oh, or being like, well, that's a really good question. Um, I've no hmm. idea what the answer is, but let's, you know, yeah. let me think about that one or let me, yeah. Whereas a lot of, I know that from, um, I did a, a survey, which I think you both you might have I don't know if you did see this actually but I I asked some questions to some people who were part of um, the career boost the weekly email that I sent out and there was again and again the the statement of I worry about my technical knowledge that I don't have enough technical knowledge and if somebody asks me a question then I'm going to sound like a fool or I'm going to make a mistake or something like that but the truth in it is that it, it's it's okay <laughs> you don't need to know and I've been on stage before where people in front of a thousand people where people somebody has asked me a technical question and I, I don't know the answer and you just say well I don't know but you know maybe we can talk about it afterwards or something you know it, it's it's just not as big of a deal maybe as as we think it is in in again in our minds we come back to the mindset and the mind and you also can't compare yourself to people who've been studying that field for 20 30 years like there's just no way you can amass that same amount of knowledge. Mm. Um, and actually what you bring to the table is a different perspective, a fresh perspective. And actually not knowing an answer, but going away and researching means that you might stumble across something that nobody had thought of before. And then you're bringing in something different. Um, mm. Yeah. I do think as a society, we put a lot of value on being able to like regurgitate facts and just know things. And actually like where I feel especially as in, like us as engineers, where we have impact is where we can take our ideas and do something slightly different um, and design something really cool or to put in place a new system. And that comes not from knowing stuff, but like from building skills. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, okay, so we have only a few minutes left on the clock. Where does time go when you're having these conversations? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I want to just finish on one last question, okay, for both of you. So if if you were faced with your younger self and they wanted, they were, if you think about a situation where you weren't feeling confident or maybe you thought you were feeling confident, but actually you weren't, what advice would you give them? What would you say to them in how to feel more confident or, or strong or resilient in themselves? So the thing is, I know that because Flo, you are a more confident. So this is why it will be an interesting answer from you, actually, as well. If you were, I mean, if you were bossy, you said, but were you confident when you were bossy or was it a bossy front? You know what I mean? Yeah, 
it's like bravado doesn't equal confidence and yeah you can fool other people but um if you don't feel confident in yourself you then don't take opportunities that come towards because you don't feel like you can do it or you don't you know put yourself forward for stuff because you don't feel like you can um and even just simple things like if you're not confident in yourself you don't feel beautiful and sometimes like you just want to feel pretty and like um I'd probably tell my younger self to kind of stop trying to convince others that you're confident and that you know you're this like really ballsy bossy person and actually the more important thing is how you feel about yourself and what you care about um because yeah I definitely think I've gone through life not necessarily caring how I perceive myself and worrying more about how other people think of me um Mm. and then looked back and like not really liked myself as a person um so yeah that's what I would say wow what about you Verity yeah I think developing that self-awareness like you know get to know yourself come to terms with yourself like accept yourself for who you are and then the confidence will just come with that yeah because I I think for me when I think about like a lot of the confidence issues I had it was where I was trying to be some be perfect or like live up to other people's expectations a bit like what Flo said but yeah I think the key to confidence is um being at peace with yourself ultimately um finding peace with yourself like Mm. and being confident in yourself and yeah asking for support like we said when you when you need it um not being afraid to ask for help or so it's like when you've reached your limitations um doing your homework of course like if it's like a big presentation or something like that you know being prepared doing your homework putting on your snazzy jacket whatever it is (laughs) but but yeah and but ultimately yeah just being like at peace with yourself I think and getting to know yourself and understanding those things get to understand those things that are affecting your confidence um yeah through something like meditation although I wonder like when I was 16 what I would have thought of meditation (laughs) I know (laughs) it's a concept that comes later I think even me three years ago or four years ago was still a bit like what meditation that's just so woo woo what are you talking about Mm. um and I had no concept of what it was but it's actually as soon as I realized that it's just trying not to think (laughs) or not thinking not even trying not to think but not thinking or being in the moment that's when it was like oh okay because I enjoy things more when I'm just in the moment and I'm just focusing what like when you're eating a sandwich focusing on eating a sandwich rather than looking at the tv and your phone and thinking about what you're gonna like I don't know make for dinner later on (laughs) yeah 100% I think it's so easy to dismiss it I know I did like I was just kind of like meditation mantras like all of this self-awareness and you know developing yourself I was just kind of like you just develop yourself as you live life and actually um like that's just not how it because life is hard and challenges come up and mm. you know things happen that you can't have imagined um and then you end up in a place where you never expected to be and it's kind of taking the time to take stock and understand who you are as a person helps you to bring yourself up from those low points um and I think that if anything is is like the most important lesson Cause yeah, I think if I hadn't started the way that I had like a year and a half ago, I would have been in that really sort of low dark place and then maybe never pulled myself out of it. 
so yeah i agree i i think it's really easy to dismiss it but just give it a try yeah see what happens and there's lots of different methods and different things and if like mantras aren't your thing then you can try something else like there's so many different ways of kind of in a way it's relaxing or allowing yourself just to be and appreciating yourself um or being grateful I know you do you have a you write uh, gratitudes down don't you Flo um yeah so yeah I found having a gratitude journal has really helped and, and what do you do for that in my so literally in my diary there's like a, a a little section for each day of the week and then at the end of my day I just in a different kind of pen just kind of write something I'm grateful for and it'll be the stupidest thing sometimes it'll be like um grateful for someone's charisma or like really grateful for just good coffee like but it's nice to look back on them and think okay these are the things that you know push you forward during the day um Mm -hmm. yeah I really like that and it, it brings you into the yeah again it brings you into the present moment if you're able to be grateful in the moment that you're doing something as well I've even tried it okay this is how extreme I've gone sometimes I hate I hate exercising and I hate hit but when I'm at that pain point that super, super, super pain point, you know, and it's like, usually I would just give up. I've started trying to use my mind to make myself go for longer, which is just really a weird concept for me. So instead, well, as soon as I start thinking, oh, I'm in pain, I think you're amazing. You're strong. You've got this. You're awesome. And I'm like, oh yeah, I am. <laughs> and I can actually carry wow. on for a little bit longer. Um, and I just try and like switch it. And if as soon as I've tried it as well, when I get really bad period pains, too much information now, I know. And what, you know, when you're thinking, oh, this is really painful. I then think I'm okay. This isn't painful. I can relax my body. The pain isn't there. And it kind of subsides to some degree. The, the mind is weird. <laughs> yeah. And it can be quite fun actually playing with things like that. I think. Give Emotional beta blockers. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's probably loads of research about it, probably. Um, but anyway, we I can talk to you both forever. Um, but it is the evening. We're probably hungry and want dinner and everything. But thank you so much for your time and for being here and for being so honest and vulnerable and sharing. Uh, I know that I've enjoyed it. And even having these conversations are really helpful. So I hope that... Um, for you listening and watching as well that uh, you've you've got something out of it as well thank you for having us it's been really great to chat to you both I've learned a lot as well and time has gone so quickly yeah I likewise know. I've loved it like I want to just carry on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we can do another that, um, one sometime yeah <laughs> every, every single time we have our coaching calls like the group ones I just think this is such amazing conversation and these are such incredible women. I wish I could record this. I mean, obviously we go into far more detail than those and it's everybody's far more vulnerable than what you would want going out to the public. But I feel like this conversation really got that across and the honesty and everything. And I know, I know it can be difficult to do that sometimes. So thank you. And you are very inspirational as women. And I hope that you know that. Thank you. You too, Hayley. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. I mean, 
aren't Flo and Verity just fantastic people and role models? And I know that they're incredible engineers as well, and they blow my mind every single time that I talk to them. Before I say bye, there's just a couple of episodes that I want to let you know about because I think they could be quite useful. So episode 12 is where I give a confidence boosting tool and episode eight, which is all about how to manage fear of the unknown. So definitely listen to those two if you want to help kind of boost and build up your confidence. And if you want to go even further, then you can join my weekly career boost, which is a basically a free weekly email that I send out full of tips and inspiration. And you can join this by heading over to my website, www.hayleyloren.com forward slash coaching. Thanks again for joining and speak to you next week. Thank you.